take a walk, ride, stroll, or just listen as you take hold and engage because you are now entering the Cerebral Podcast. Joke of the day is from Jim Gaffigan. He is a stand-up comedian, writer, and actor. You ever find yourself walking on a moving sidewalk? You start passing people. For a second, don't you feel bionic? You're like, dun 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 dun. <laughs> See you slow pokes in the Cinnabon. Dun 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 dun. He's like a professional walker. He's like Walker, Texas Ranger walker. <laughs> Have you been on the moving sidewalk that has the announcement? Sidewalk is ending. <laughs> Are we that dumb? Are there people standing at the end? Well, this is going real slow now. <laughs> oh, it stopped? Well, why did they make an announcement? I don't have time to look down. I'm busy daydreaming here. That's just weird. Thought of the day comes from Dr. Sanjay Gupta. He is an associate professor of neurosurgery at Emory University Hospital. He is also a CNN medical correspondent. In this clip, Gupta is being interviewed by CBS News Chief Medical Correspondent Dr. John LaPook. Dr. LaPook is a professor of medicine at NYU Langone Health. Dr. Dr. LaPook is speaking first. You're a brain surgeon. What's it like to hold it in your hands? First time I ever operated on the brain, you know, close to 30 years ago now, it was a mystical experience. You can't believe that those three and a half pounds are everything to us. All of our pain, all of our joy, all of our memories, all of our learning, everything. Hello, and welcome back to The Cerebral Podcast. Happy New Year. This is episode 38. Thank you for joining me today. January is a month for new things and resolutions. It is also a time to make adjustments for the new year. For the month of January, I will be talking about disabilities and rehabilitation. Today, I will be talking about neuroplasticity. Then I will be talking about the growth mindset and five keys to the growth mindset. Then I will mention some basic ways to improve neuroplasticity. Then I will be talking about former Viacom chairman Sumner Redstone. Finally, in this week's Rite of Passage Experiences, or ROPE, I will be talking about my full body cast, my family orthopedist, Dr. Root, and the Bionic Man. All I ask is for you to listen for one or two ideas that you can take away from this episode. Now, let's get started. According to PositivePsychology.com, neuroplasticity refers to the brain's ability to adapt. According to Dr. Celeste Campbell, a neuropsychologist at Veterans Administration Medical Center in Washington, D.C., Neuroplasticity is the physiological changes in the brain that happens as a result of 
our interactions with our environment. She said, from the time we develop in utero until the day we die, the, the connections among the cells reorganize in response to changing needs. The dynamic process allows people to learn from and adapt to different experiences. Although neuroplasticity originated in the 1900s, it was first widely used in the 1960s when neurons reorganized after patients went through traumatic events. For decades, it was thought the brain did not develop after people reached adulthood. Even today, there is no unified theory on neuroplasticity. As of 2001, the two main perspectives on neuroplasticity are, number one, neuroplasticity is one fundamental process that describes any final change in neural activity or behavioral response. Number two, neuroplasticity is an umbrella term for the vast collection of different brain changes and adaption phenomena. In recent years, in response to the aging baby boom generation, there is evolving information and research. It shows that a growth mindset supports a person's ability to develop new skills, talents, and purposeful practice. A person with a growth mindset understands challenges in five key areas to move forward in a positive way. Number one, people understand and critically review all feedback. Number two, people analyze failure and mistakes as opportunities for growth. Number three, people remain open to learning and development as a lifelong process. Number four, people examine personal and professional vulnerabilities. Number five, people welcome change and the chance for ongoing improvement. Enriched environments saturated with novelty, focused attention, and challenges can physically and developmentally stimulate pathways. Physical and mental exercises can also boost neuroplasticity. Some basic ways of increasing neuroplasticity include reading fiction to engage your imagination, learning a new instrument or a game, creating art, or physically dancing are even more ways to increase neuroplasticity. Summoner Redstone was a billionaire businessman. He was also chairman of Viacom for decades. He survived a hotel fire in Boston in 1989, according to CBS. Here he is talking about the importance of failure. I often used to tell my kids, success is not built on success. It's built on failure. It's built on frustration. It's built on catastrophe and what you do about it. In this week's Rite of Passage Experiences, or ROPE, I'm going to talk about my first experiences with neuroplasticity and rehabilitation in the 1970s. Early in my life, I often walked with leg braces. In the mid-1970s, I was introduced to Dr. Leon Root. According to the hospital website, Dr. Root joined the Hospital for Special Surgery in 1967. He was my family doctor for over 25 years. 
He was also president of the American Academy for Cerebral Palsy and Developmental Medicine in 1988. In the mid-1970s, I was recommended to the hospital for... In the mid-1970s, I was recommended to the hospital for special surgery and Dr. Root by United Cerebral Palsy in New York City. The first operation Dr. Root recommended was to lengthen my hamstrings and release my heel cords and hip flexors. As a result, I spent a few months in a full body cast during the summer. I could not move much because of the full body cast and it restricted my movement. As a result, I spent a lot of time inside my head. I remember watching The Six Million Dollar Man. The Six Million Dollar Man was an action TV series that ran from 1973 to 1978. It followed the story of a former astronaut, Colonel Steve Austin. It was based on a novel, Cyborg, by Martin Caden. He was an American author, screenwriter, and authority on aeronautics and aviation. Here's a clip of the show's introductory sequence. Austin became a pop culture icon as the Bionic Man. In the 1970s, it sp also spawned a spinoff. If a man barely alive could recover and be rebuilt, then so could I. I could barely move for about three months. So I watched a lot of TV and thought about a lot of the things that I saw. It also began my love affair with words because if I could barely move, then I often played with words. In my other three future surgeries, I also played with words too. That's one of my reasons why I use the joke of the day and the thought of the day in all of the podcast episodes. If my body couldn't move, then my mind would be flexible. I will include the mighty article that I wrote about redefining my cerebral palsy with words and oxymorons. Old Batman Adam West episodes also helped with 
my love of language. I have also written many poems. I shared some of the poetry in episodes 1 and 2. I also exercised expressions through thoughtful poetic excavations in episode 6. One of the mnemonic devices I use for fun is rhyming words. In alphabetic order, I will use the word ace. It is the number one playing card. Ace. Base. Brace. Case. Chase. Face. Grace. Disgrace. Just to name a few. Neuroplasticity helped me to find new pathways in my head even when I couldn't walk because I had a cast. But I could fish for and create new ways to process my energy. Leaning and learning are just separated by one letter. The letter R. What are one or two things from this episode that you could lean into? Special thank you to Jacob Thurman. He edited the audio on this episode. Reflections. I had some major difficulty with the joke of the day and thought of the day, when I came across the Jim Gaffigan uh, part in King Baby where he talked about bionics and walking or walking on a, on a, a moving walkway, I had some doubts or, or concerns personally about including some of that because I wanted to be respectful to my audience. Um, and not have it treated as something that uh, is to be treated lightly, but at the same time, uh, I then thought about the fact that the joke is supposed to be lighthearted, but I, w I um, wanted to be careful, but I had some uh, doubts and second thoughts about using the joke, but ultimately it fit because... Jim Gaffigan is one of the uh, most well-known comedians in America, and he's also one of my favorite comedians as well. Uh, and he's also sarcastic, so I just wanted to make sure that the my audience knows that um, it's treated in a funny way. It's meant to be sarcastic and not insulting. Uh, the difficulty that I had with the thought of the day was I found some quotes, but they were by people that I didn't know, and it was difficult to find until I came across uh, CBS Sunday Morning, and it just so happened that Sanjay Gupta was talking about brain health and and the recovery of the brain, so that's why, why and how I use that quote. Um, and I also had difficulty with some of the research because in some of the journal articles, it was difficult to understand and explain really what neuroplasticity is about. And I also didn't realize before doing research for the episode that there really is no uh, one unified theory regarding neuroplasticity. Uh, and uh, I guess that also, it, that means to me at least, 
that people process things somewhat differently. So neuroplasticity does have some similarities, but there's no, there's not one way to do it, which is ultimately a good thing, uh, that there's more than one way to um, process neuroplasticity. Uh, I also want to thank my friend, Caitlin West, who's a doctor of physical therapy. She and I had uh, multiple email conversations and one phone conversation regarding the research and just talking about not only uh, the growth mindset and rehabilitation, but also social emotional learning and the different the different ways of neuroplasticity. And it's it's all it's actually something that she and I both share an interest in is neuroplasticity and the brain's ability to recover or learn and adjust based on environmental factors. And part of the research that I've found really interesting was that the environment itself and the stimulation in the environment is sometimes more important than the um, physical structure of neuroplasticity. I also want to give uh, give remembrance and thanks to Dr. Root. Dr. Root was my orthopedist for over 25 years when I was growing up. He did all of my surgeries at the hospital for special surgery. He has a very special place in my mind and in my heart uh, and in my hips and my heel and my handle because without him and without the hospital for special surgery, I wouldn't be able to do everything that I've, that I've done today because of my four surgeries that I had when, it, uh, when I was growing up. So I really miss him and appreciate everything that he's done. I didn't always agree with him because he was more of a medical person, but he also deeply cared about uh, different patients with cerebral palsy and I didn't know that uh, he was the past president of the American Academy uh, of Cerebral Palsy Medicine uh, in 1988 and one thing that I did know actually was that he was actually a Rutgers football player uh, in uh, in the 1950s. Uh, Rutgers has uh, increased the, the uh, high profile of their football program over the last 10 years, but I didn't realize that he played. Uh, uh, I, I only found out that he played football for Rutgers. Uh, the last visit that I had with him, which is one of the few visits that I had with him without my parents. And uh, it's one of my favorite memories with him because I found out personal information that I never really knew. Uh, typically, I, he was a very, uh, he was a great person, but I only got to see him every six months or every year for about 15 or 20 minutes. He was always very likable, very nice, and uh, but um, I deeply appreciate everything that Dr. Root did, and I still think about him 
uh, often, and I also think about and appreciate everything that the Hospital for Special Surgery and all the people uh, at this at the hospital, especially in the time of COVID, that they're doing well and appreciate all the effort that they're doing for the current generation of people with cerebral palsy and other disabilities. And I hope that you remember, because of the power of neuroplasticity, people can intentionally practice, train, and reframe their world. Thank you for letting me ramble, and I hope everyone has a great start to the new year. Thank you for allowing me to be a voice inside your head. Please share this podcast with someone you know. Were there one or two specific things that you learned or liked? Would you mind joining and sharing it on the Cerebral Podcast Facebook group? You can listen to the show on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. Thank you to the listeners who support the show on the Cerebral Podcast Facebook group. I invite you to join the group. You can also email the show at thecerebralpodcast at gmail.com or send questions, comments, or ideas for the show. And remember, it takes effort to be vulnerable, be accountable, and be respectful in the way you treat others and yourself. You can be the biggest variable in your life when you take ownership. Now, take hold, engage in your world. You are now leaving the Cerebral Podcast.